Hello, everyone, and we are back here on Bally Sports Miami Miked Up with me, Jeremy Taché, for another installment of Miami Marlins Media Day interviews coming your way right now. A few different players who you'll hear from who will all have a pretty important role to play on this Miami Marlins team this year. We're speaking with first baseman Garrett Cooper, starting pitcher Jesus Luzardo, and your new everyday shortstop, Joey Wendell. A whole bunch of stuff coming your way and more interviews to come later this week. We've still got a number of guys on the slate. So make sure you have followed Miami Miked Up on whichever podcast platform of which you are listening to make sure you get every single episode coming your way. And for those of you who have asked about video, we do not at the moment currently have these full episodes available on video, but Clips are circulating across different platforms. You can follow me on TikTok at Jeremy Taché, and you can follow at Bally Marlins on Twitter, at Bally Sports Florida on Instagram to get as many visuals from these pods as possible. And today, those will be with Garrett Cooper, Jesus Lazardo, and Joey Wendell. Here's Coop. And we have Garrett Cooper now on Miami Miked Up. Coop, it is good to see you, man. Good to be back here. Um, before we get into anything baseball, I want to ask you, what's recently brought you some joy outside of baseball? Um, you know, the baby daughter. She's uh, she's doing well. She's a, almost 11 months old, um, almost walking. She's, uh, she's really trying. So hopefully in spring training next week, you know, there'll be a milestone that, you know, me and my wife will... Uh, We'll see, and you know it's been a great off season. You know, spending it down here in Coral Gables, and you know, working out with a lot of the guys, Sandy. Um, you know, a lot of those guys were at the facility that I worked out with, and you know, we traveled to California. You know, back back to New Jersey, kind of kind of took some uh, some trips this off season, uh, and you know, just normal off season, getting strong, and you know, doing baseball activities. Good to hear that. Um, when we talk about some of that travel, what what were some of your favorite experiences this off season? Was it just going around with the family? Yeah, just family, you know, you, you spend eight months a year doing, you know, doing baseball and, right. you know, we're, uh, we're just like normal people outside of baseball. So, you know, just going home to see the nieces and nephews, uh, the parents, just, you know, just to be around, I'm the baby of seven, so, you know, just to be around the fam. Wow. Yeah, and everyone's still out there on the West Coast. So, uh, you know, unless it's unless they take a family trip out here with the kids, you uh, you know, you only get you only get to see them on the West Coast. And right. so, you know, it's great, you know, to be home and, you know, to be with them. And Erica gets to see her family when we go to Jersey. Nice. We see her family probably more because we play <laughs> right, on, East Coast, yeah. <laughs> NLE. So, right. you know, with the Phillies and Mets, we always see her family um, during the season. So, you know, it's just great to be home and, you know, to, to travel out there and let Reagan uh, See grandpa and grandma. That's so cool. It's, yeah. it's got to be amazing to be able to do that. And yeah, I mean, we're just talking about normal guy stuff. We're talking about permits for the house <laughs> and all of that stuff. That's what's going on. Normal human being behavior, uh, despite being an all-star baseball player. And um, speaking of that, you had such a great first half of the season last year. Obviously dealt with some injuries in the second half, that foul ball off the mm -hmm. knee, and it felt like, you know, things kind of piled up on you from there. So, you know, let, let's talk about that. As you reflect on the first half of the season and you reflect on, on the major success you had there, what can you take away from, from those moments, the preparation, the success that you can now take into this season? Yeah, you know, I think everyone goes through an up and down part of their year. Um, you know, mine happened to come after being an all-star selected. And, you know, I think I put a little bit too much pressure, you know, 
everyone be like, oh, well, you know, he's he's an all-star. What's what pressure is there? I think it it almost took took more, you know, to be to almost to live up to that name, to live up to that to that uh, to that acclamation, and you know, try to be the person, you know, rather than just going out there and playing. Yeah. And you know, I think when you play and you don't get you know the national acclaim or something like that and you play in a big market um you know you kind of go through the the oh wow now i'm an all-star let me let me let me try and be just like these other guys and let me Hmm. try and do something else that you know maybe my game you know i think i maybe put a little bit too much pressure on myself you know trying to be that guy and uh well when you say that do you think was that more of a hey now i'm trying to drive in extra runs i'm trying to hit more home runs i'm trying to do anything sp- like yeah. did it change your approach at the plate yeah you know, i don't think maybe not the approach but maybe you know when jazz went down and solaire went down it kind of it all kind of spiraled all at once on it us did. and uh you know i think i tried to be you know maybe someone that Instead of going out and playing baseball, it turned into, well, now I got to do my job. And I got to fill in for Jazz. Yeah. I got to fill in for yeah. Jorge. I got to do everything. Yeah. And, it, you, know, you know, nothing against the other guys on the team, but I felt like I was, you know, when you're put in the middle of the lineup, yeah. you're expected to be the guy that does, you know, huge heavy lifting for the yeah. lineup. And it, it just, it kind of, you know, I kind of had a call, uh, you know, my agent and it's kind of just kind of reset going into September and after that bad month in August it kind of you know he's just said go out there and play and yep. you know the wife has to deal with the, <laughs> the up and down mood swings throughout yeah. a year and you know there was so much that you know when you have success you know for an extended period of time for the first three months of the season you know you never think oh well you know there's going to be a, a roadblock where you know for the next hundred at bats you may not get a hit <laughs> and, right. you, and it feels like you know you may never get a hit again and you know, I think once September hit, you kind of let everything go, and you just went out there and played baseball, and you know how to get September. And yeah, you did. So you know, you just you you try to find the positives of each and every month, and uh, you know, there's lots of guys who go through up and down, you know, parts of their career, their years, and you know, I think that that hundred at bat, you know, where baseball kind of, you know, overtook the the mental struggle of. You know, whatever I hit, yeah, it just you just you. This is part of the part of the 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 travel around of you know everyone's you know career. It's just there's so many up and downs that you have to work through. But we talk about the the sort of marathon of baseball, right? 162 games and what that really means. And so there's always going to be those ups and downs. And for you, I guess it was just almost a bit extreme, right? Extreme highs. And then for you, for a stretch there, more of an extreme low. So now that you've been through that experience, right, where you've played like an all-star and then had the moment after where you felt like, all right, this is what that feels like. How does that change not only your mental preparation, but the type of maybe leader you can be to some of these other players as they start to have success? Yeah, you know, you see so many young guys. You know, I was, you know, when I got called up, you felt like, well, if I don't get a hit today or if I don't get two hits today, I'm going to go back down to the minor leagues. That's just how most young guys think. You know, there's special talents, the Acunas and the Sotos and those kind of guys that know that, you know, they'll be up here for the next 10 to 15 years and they'll succeed and make tons of money and, you know, have a have a great life up here. There's tons of guys, There's you know, there's the 85 percent other guys that, uh-huh. you know, get the cup of coffee. And if they don't get the cup of coffee and they don't succeed in that cup of coffee, well, man, you know, maybe I'll never play up here again. The, the biggest aspect of any player that ever gets called up, especially with our young guys, we've had so many come up in the right, last up and down for the last five years is, you know, the thought process and the mental you know 
clarity of being, you know, I can play up here. Look, I've, this is going on my sixth, seventh year of playing up here and you have, doesn't matter how many years, how many at bats, how much time you go through the parts of, well, maybe, you know, this is it. You know, maybe I don't Man. have the, you know, the, the wherewithal of maybe I'm, you know, maybe that was that first three months, you know, there, you go, it doesn't matter how good you are. Right. You go, you, the, the little bit of doubt that creeps in your mind every single day causes such a prolonged slump that you know, and I know, and media knows, and everyone, the coaching staff knows that once the mental aspect turns on you, it doesn't matter how good you are as a baseball player. You know, the self-doubt is, doesn't matter if it's for two weeks, two months, two years, you know, that will always overtake the physical, you know, capability of a player. And I think, you know, I think I've learned through injuries, slumps, you know, being at the high of high, hitting 400 for a month, you know, you, I've gone through almost everything in my career to this point where, you know, you feel like you have so much more to teach, especially right. a lot of young guys when they come up to me and talk and JJ's and the Burdicks and those yeah. kind of guys that, you know, who've had success in the minors, high mm -hmm. draft picks, you know, prospect to claim yep. top whatever it is yep. and then they come in here and they struggle a little bit and they're like well man now what is this how does this how do I entail to get past this well and, and a bunch of guys there probably for the most part who have never really dealt with that level of failure right if you've made it to the major leagues you were the best player on your team your entire life yep exactly and especially in triple a double a you did something that was better than, <laughs> earned the promotion yeah you earned the promotion you know more so over the person you know maybe you're playing with and you know you're hitting three hole and the guy in the two holes maybe you know you guys are best friends but you got the promotion up here and there's so much more there's so much more to baseball that you know that people have no clue and like oh you're playing a game for fun it is a game right but it is your, your career job. it's your money it's your money source it's your life it's what you support your family with and long term yeah right like and this, this is this always capitalize this always ends uh -huh. you know careers always end no one's gonna play until they're 60 i don't know if anybody would want to play until they're 60. julio franco might be the <laughs> only guy who ever tried <laughs> yeah but uh you know you it's just it's a learning day in and day out and for me, at being 32 years old now, you've I've learned so much the mental aspect of the game that 0 for 4, 4 for 4, your mind shouldn't change mm. no matter what. But look, it's baseball; it it creeps on you and it just it can spiral quickly, and you lose you lose the. So hopefully, you know, I can help in that sort of. Um, mental capacity to the young guys well as a, as a veteran now you know we know you're in that position and uh, i would love to talk to you about this all day long mm -hmm. unfortunately we have you for 10 minutes so i'm i'm gonna do a couple rapid fire <laughs> things and then we're gonna get going um on the rapid fire side uh lebron james just recently broke the all-time nba scoring record so i'm gonna ask you which which record do you think is more impossible to break LeBron's all-time scoring record or Barry Bonds' all-time home run record? Barry Bonds. Barry Bonds. Yeah, there's Why? not even. I don't. It's just never gonna happen. I don't think it's ever gonna happen. I don't think today's game is. It's just. It's, it's not built for it. It's not built for it. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of home run hitters, but to do that, to hit 50 homers for the next, you know, for someone to hit 50 homers in a season, yeah. Judge did it, you know, but that's the aberration, yeah. right? It's and it's not it's not the rule. It's no, the exception to the rule. So I would hundred percent say Bonds is you know home run record. It's it's just not part of the game. The pitching is way way more advanced now. Yeah, and, and basketball offense has opened up. And Luca yeah. might be the guy who does it. Um, I'm gonna have you complete the lyric. It's me. Hi, I'm the problem. It's 
Me. Yeah. All right. He did it. He did it. And then last thing, we're gonna play. I'm gonna play rock paper scissors against every single guy who comes in uh -huh. here. We're gonna see Best of if three I come or just out one. just one against everybody. <laughs> I'm trying to come out with a winning record. All so right. ready? Rock paper scissors shoot. Rock paper scissors shoot. <laughs> Oh, no. All right. Garrett, oh. Garrett Cooper wins. Just so everybody on the podcast knows as you hear it, it was scissors against scissors, paper against paper, paper against paper, and then rock beats scissors. Garrett Cooper wins. Garrett Cooper, thank you for joining me on Miami Mike Dub. Thank you. And now the local kid, Jesus Lazardo, joins me on today's Miami Mic'd Up. Jesus, first and foremost, thank you for uh, taking some time to chat. Yeah, thanks for having me. Of course, man. Good to be back here. Um, before we get into baseball, as always, got to ask you what off the field, outside of work during this offseason brought you some joy? Uh, brought me some joy. I went traveling a little bit. I took a, a long trip, uh, about two weeks overseas. Oh, um, sweet. Where'd you, where'd you, where'd you go? Uh, Egypt. Turkey, uh, Dubai, and Madrid. How did this trip come together? What were the choices in all of those locations? How did how did you decide on this? Uh, it was kind of all started by I wanted to see the pyramids. I wanted to see the pyramids for a long, long time. So uh, it kind of all just circled around that. I was like, okay, what could I go do over there around Egypt? And then we ended up landing on Turkey. Uh, Dubai and then ended up in Madrid. Other than the pyramids, what was your coolest experience while you were abroad? I mean, Istanbul was probably my favorite city. Uh, it was very interesting and like a lot of history. Um, Dubai was insane. I, I'd never seen anything like that. And then uh, just seeing the different cultures. I love to see, like I like to travel and see like how different people live in different parts yeah. of the world. So uh, being able to see, you know, some Middle East culture, uh, some Mediterranean culture and then getting to see like Spain it was sick too. That's awesome man. that's super cool. Yeah, that's, a lot of that's crazy Yeah, I, the one time I went to Europe I was just like enamored by How different everything is yeah. like even just going to the west coast of the United yeah. States. I'm yeah. like, oh my god It's so different. Yeah, um, I think so we, we all get caught in like a bubble So it's good to get out of the bubble. Absolutely for sure. Well that being said let, Let's get to some baseball stuff now before mm. we go back to to some personal stuff um, You had such a strong year obviously started hot then dealt with some injuries and then came back and finished maybe even stronger than you started. What can you take away from last season as you come into 2023 and say like, okay, you know, here's a place where I excelled. Here's a place where I need to work. Like what, what, what is the, the mindset for you as you head into this year? Yeah, for me, I feel like uh, I just wanted to kind of pick up where I left off at the end of last year and just kind of stay even keeled. I felt like I did a good job of that last yeah. year, not let the highs get too high. You know, you have a good game, so what? And you have a bad game, so what? So just keep the, I, I think I learned that from Mel and from Sandy, watching Sandy do that a lot. Sandy, sure. just no matter what what happens out there, he's the same guy every time. So uh, I feel like that helps you off the, or on and off the field as well. How much has it helped having a guy like Sandy around where you can kind of follow his example, whether it's in the gym or like you mentioned in terms of his mentality? Uh, I mean, it's super, super good to have just because, you know, you could talk to him. You could just watch him like he, he kind of leads by example. But, uh, you know, you, he'll open up, you, you pick his brain, he'll open up and, and he's got a lot of knowledge in there. So obviously I love to just sit by him and then pick his brain and bother him a little bit and see what he has to say. Well, when I asked him, I asked him about you and, and Trevor and Edward and, and his response was they can be like me. Like they can be that good. How much confidence does that instill in you when you see a guy who who just won the Cy Young saying, yeah, Jesus can be that? Yeah, I mean, it's. I mean, obviously, like it's an honor to hear him when he says that, uh, but it, it, it's a lot of work that goes into that. I mean, seeing seeing all the work that he does, uh, I feel like I've always said that you know, if you work hard enough, you can get to where you want to be. So uh, it's basically just finding the right 
routine, the right little tweaks and whatever might be the mechanic, the workouts, the programming, um, that's gonna get me to that point. So that said, what was your greatest tweak or your greatest focus this off season? When you're looking at your game, whether it be mentally or physically, what are the things that you were working on to get better from year to year? Uh, for me, it was uh, repeating my mechanics uh, for every pitch and uh, just making sure that everything looks exactly the same. Uh, being able to strengthen the, you know, obviously the forearm again uh, after the injury last year, that was a focus this year, but yeah. feeling really good, feeling really strong. And uh, for me, the the mechanics and just the mentality of, of every time, just kind of nice and easy. You don't have to push too hard on the gas pedal. Me and Mel talk about it all the time. You know, going a million miles an hour, sometimes it's more of just like taking nice and easy. You don't have to blow everyone away. Was well, that sort of the difference? I, I was talking with Trevor about it as well. The difference between throwing and pitching. What is that difference in your mind and what have you learned in your first couple years in the bigs where it's like, okay, these are the things that I need to do different to not just be a thrower, here's how I can be a pitcher. Yeah, for me, the biggest one last year was getting ahead of guys. And when Mel was like, hey, just go get ahead. It doesn't matter, just go get ahead. And uh, that made it so much easier for me in my head. I would just go find strike one. And then after that, I've done trying to be, you know, too nasty with yeah. my pitches. It was more of just go and be you and uh, kind of understand that like I was enough, my stuff was enough. And once I really wrapped my head around that, that I didn't have to go and get more, I could just be Jesus Luzardo, uh, that that was gonna be all right. Well, you have a guy who really does focus on sort of like pitchability in Johnny Cueto, who just joined the rotation. I mean, we're close-ish to the same age. I know I'm a few years older, but that means you watched Johnny Cueto growing up. How excited are you to be in a rotation with this guy who, who has been around for so long, accomplished so much, won a World Series, and, and can probably provide some, some good nuggets for you guys? Oh, he's going to provide a lot of good nuggets for us, and I'm very excited. Um, just being able to, to pick his brain and, you know, the guy that, like you said, I watched him and uh, faced off against him a couple times and uh, so much pitchability and so many different things that he does on the mound that most guys don't do. Right. I feel like we can definitely all learn a little something from him. Gotta love the shimmy, yeah, love the, the twist. Shimmy. I loved all Look, that stuff. I like the the timing and throwing guys off. Uh, well, we yeah. know you're a guy who's already gone with like a slide step sometimes, yeah. where you're trying to keep guys off balance. Yeah. So you know. I mean, yeah, he's a great guy to talk to. I mean, I've. I've watched the shimmy thing and, and it looks, I mean, every time I watch it, it blows my mind that he it. just does it every time and it's <laughs> great every time. So it's definitely something that I want to pick up on and talk to him about. And when we talk about this rotation in general, I mean, I've named everybody and there's still more beyond that, whether it's Brax, whether it's Yuri Perez, who's still in the minors, you know, so many great arms. How, how motivating is it when you're out here and it's like, okay, we got a Cy Young at the top. We got a guy who's been perennially one of the best pitchers in baseball, and we've got all these young arms going. How much does that competition fuel you? I mean, it fuels you a lot. Um, me personally, just because I feel like we all push each other to be better. Um, you know, every time we go out there, you see Sandy goes out, and I mean, this is, I mean, it's almost, I say seven innings with like 10 Ks, and it's almost and like, you're, like you're, you're underestimating yeah. Sandy at that point. But <laughs> he goes out there seven with 10, the next guy wants to go out there and eight with 12. Like, right. it's just a matter of we just keep pushing each other and having guys like that that are going to make you better. Uh, I think it's, it's awesome to have that competition around. All right, so let's start talking a little bit about the local teams. We got the Heat, we got the Panthers, we got the Dolphins. I want any, any takes that you got on any of them. I know that you're following. Oh, I know yeah. you were just at the Panthers game recently. So let's hear it. Let's rattle off some takes about your, your South Florida teams, oh, man. Let's hear it. Uh, I think the Heat, 
are extremely good this year. I think they have an extremely good chance this year. The Celtics are going to be tough to tough to get by, but I'm a big Heat fan. I uh, love going to Panthers games. Uh, maybe not the best season so far, but love the Panthers. And then the Dolphins, I mean, the Dolphins were amazing this year for me. I How love, much fun was it for you as a lefty to see left-handed quarterback love, Tua thriving like that? I love seeing Tua thrive. Uh, I like seeing Tua thrive. I like seeing, like, Waddle. I like seeing those guys. Uh, obviously, Tyreek Hill comes in and, and does his thing. So uh, I'm a big defense guy, so I like seeing, Ooh. like, Jalen Phillips, UM guy. Yeah. Um, you know, guys like that. Just the, the Dolphins fired me up a lot this year, and I enjoyed watching them every Sunday. I'd make sure I'd, I'd get on TV and watch them. I love that. They were a really fun team this year, and it, it was awesome to kind of, like, have the Dolphins be great because I yeah. think for most of our lives, it's been a long time since so we had an exciting team yeah, like I mean, that. Yeah, I mean, my whole life, I never saw the Dolphins really succeed all that much, and then this year was actually exciting. Like, you know, I'm a Dolphin fan. By far the yeah. most exciting season of our lives, yeah. for sure, is for South sure. Florida guys. Well, not just a South Florida guy, but you're going to be representing in the World Baseball Classic. I can't imagine as a young player how exhilarating getting to be a part of an event like that must be. Was talking with Gene Segura and he literally was sitting here talking about it and got chills. Like how pumped up are you to be able to compete in this event and what sort of pride do you have in being able to you know, represent your country? Yeah, I mean, uh, it's extremely just uh, exciting and like moving to me that it's uh, super important for me and my family. Yeah. Um, it's just something that they've always wished for me to play in uh, for Venezuela and representing the country. Yeah. So the fact that I'm able to, uh, you know, do that for them and, and for me and for the country as well, just being out there um, here in the national anthem, like wearing Venezuela across the chest is going to be extremely exciting. And I mean, with the competition is going to be great. It's so be crazy. Yeah, I know the, the adrenaline is going to be pumping and, you know, everyone's going to be playing their best. And I think that's what that is. That's a chance to be teammates with Pablo again, I think. Pa right? Yeah, Pablo, so we got Arias, there, yeah, uh, yeah uh, Miggy Rojas is going to be there. So got some old teammates, got yeah. some new teammates. Yeah, that's awesome. Fun. That's going to be really fun. I, I'm, I'm certainly looking forward to it and having those games down here is going to be a blast. Um, got a few rapid fire things for you before I, I talk to you about expectations. Um, first and foremost, LeBron just broke the all-time scoring record. I'm looking at two records here. The all-time NBA scoring record or Barry Bonds and the all-time home run record. Which is going to be more impossible to break? Uh, I mean, after watching Judge hit 62 pumps last year, I'm not taking anything away from Barry Bonds. That was a f like a freak thing that I've never seen. But I think the other scoring, I mean, LeBron's played for 20 years, uh, you know, school, being at MVP level every year, I think that's going to be almost impossible. This is funny because... I think you're the first pitcher who I asked this question, and you're the first one who answered with basketball. All the hitters are like, nah, nobody's ever going to hit that much home runs. It's impossible. Nobody's ever going to hit that many home runs. All these pitchers are too good. Uh, so you're out here, you know, caping up, caping up for basketball. Yeah. Um, all right, let me ask you real quick, and then we're going to finish with a game of rock, paper, scissors. Okay. Uh, your general expectations for this team. Look at this rotation. You guys are obviously nasty. You look at this lineup with the additions of Arias, the addition of Segura, you know, having Avi back in, in, in tip-top shape, having Solaire back hopefully healthy, Jazz hopefully healthy. What are your general expectations for this team? Yeah, I think if we're able to stay on the field and healthy, um, I think the sky's the limit. I think, we, you know, we can get to playoffs. We can, we can make a, a run at this thing just because uh, we have so, it's such a dynamic team. And uh, now that we're back healthy, like you said, and we just need to stay healthy, we have so many pieces that of, the, of a puzzle. Uh, you know, we got some speed, we got some pop, we got, you know, pitching on the mound, we got guys in the bullpen. So, we, I mean, we got defense, we got a little bit of everything. So, uh, I think we're a force to be reckoned with, uh, especially, you know, if, if, if we get, uh, if we stay healthy. Love to hear that. Yeah. Love to hear that. And now, 
a force to be reckoned with. It's me and rock, paper, scissors. Four and six now, I'm four and six, I lost, so I'm, I'm down, which stinks, and I might not be able to get okay. back to 500. We do We're this. gonna go rock, paper, scissors, throw on, shoot. Okay, perfect. All right, and it's just one game. If we tie, obviously, we'll go again. Ready? Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. Well, four, rock beats scissors. This is not, seven. this is not great. I'm four and seven. Jesus Lazardo wins. Jesus, thanks for joining me on Miami Mic'd Up. Thank you for having me. And now, joining me on Miami Mic'd Up is the Marlins shortstop, Joey Wendell. How, how does it sound when I say Marlins shortstop? It's, uh, it's different. Um, yeah. You know, uh, I don't know that I've ever heard anybody say that specifically about me um, for more than one day at a time here and there. Um, but yeah, I, I, I'm excited. You know, um, I feel good about it. I feel confident there. Um, I feel, I, I love being you know, like in the middle of the infield. Yeah. I love being second short and just feel like you're you're in every play and every pitch. So uh, so I'm excited, I'm ready for it. We'll dive into to that and more in just a second, but before we do, and we were talking a little before we started rolling, but what's recently brought you joy outside of baseball, off the field, outside of work? Sure, um, well, this past off season, we just had um, our third baby boy. Congratulations. Um, yeah, so, so we have a, um, a four and a half year old, a three year old, and a and a two month old. Holy so, cow! So That's a lot going uh, on. My, and yes, my wife is a saint. Um, <laughs> yeah, clearly. And she puts up with me too. So um, yeah, so a lot of a lot of good family time this off season. Um, really got to you know spend time with them, and uh, I got to you know go out in the woods, do some hunting, and, and took a, a hunting trip. And um, you know we, we enjoy getting plugged back into our church at home, and you know making that a part of our off season and our life as well. So yeah. Um, so yeah, it was a it was a good off season, and and uh, you know I'm ready to get get going for the year. Yeah, got to be good after the grind of 162 long season to be able to just take some time to spend with family, with friends, doing the things that that make you happy outside of what already makes you happy as a ball sure. player. Sure, yeah. I mean, I have the best job in the world to be a, a major league baseball player, and that's that's not lost on me. Right. Um, but it is also refreshing, you know, to, to, to go back and, um, you know, spend some time with your family, with some, some much-needed time at the end of the season, and, um, you know, let the body recover and right. let your mind recover and get ready to do it again. Well, we already talked about the shortstop position in sort of the, the general, but for you, you know, obviously being tasked with a lot more shortstop. We don't know that you'll play every single game at shortstop. I imagine there will be some moving around with this team, but playing as the everyday shortstop of a team, you know, what, what was your, once you found out, hey, you know, this is what the Marlins want to ask of me, what was the type of work that you put in to say, all right, these are the things I need to work on in my game to make sure that I'm up to that task on a daily basis? Yeah, I mean, I don't know that my work changed that much um, because I'm, I'm preparing in the <laughs> offseason to play second, to play short, to play third. Right. Um, so I took more ground balls at shortstop. You know, I, like I said, I, I feel comfortable there. I think there's a certain amount of comfortability that only comes from playing there in games. Yeah. So, you know, I look forward to spring training. Mental adjustment, um, right? Sure, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, <clears throat> there's definitely a mental aspect of shortstop that is different. Uh, there's a physical aspect as well. But, you know, in, in terms of preparation, you know, I, I'm gonna, I was going to come in ready to play shortstop every day if they needed me, if, the, if that didn't happen, right. you know. So, um, you know, that's, that's just my mindset and, uh, yeah. Well, when I look at this team, I see a lot of guys like Joey Wendell. I see you. I see John Birdie. I see Luis Arias. I see Gene Segura. A lot of guys who want to drive the ball gap to gap, who want to get on base, who want to be a part of 
putting innings together, not just, you know, the random solo shot. So when you look at this offense and you see so many guys who, you know, in, in, a, in a season where now the shift is changing, you know, th there should be a different pace to the game. What excites you about having a lineup that, that's capable of that type of offense? Sure. I mean, it's... Um... I hope that we're annoying to face, you know, to, to other teams. I, I hope that, that I hope that we're pesky. I hope that, um, you know, that when people come in to play the Marlins, they know that, you know, it's going to be a challenge to get through the lineup. And I think that we're, we're certainly capable of that. I mean, I think everybody, you know, knows and was able to see kind of firsthand what the what the pitching staff was able to do last year. Um, obviously headlined by, by Sandy, but, you know, we, we have a lot of depth there and feel really good, obviously, about uh, about our pitching, run prevention, and things along those lines. Um, and I'm really excited to see what the lineup can do. There's been some great additions. Um, I think staying healthy is going to be something that's huge for us. Um, and then, you know, there, there, it's no secret that there are guys that had down years last year that, um, you know, are not the, the type of player that they were last year. Um, you know, hopefully myself being one of those, you know, sure. guys that could kind of have a have a rebound year and come back and you know start to drive the ball like like myself and, and other guys are capable of um, so yeah I mean I, I'm excited for to, you know to watch what we can do offensively and then obviously on the on the pitching side of the ball as well look that was the first thing Avi came in here and said too was like look I'm back and I'm ready to improve upon last year continue to drive the ball in the way I know I'm capable of sure. as, as yeah. an everyday player mm -hmm. and I think there's a number of players on this team who feel the same way I know that my game can be right up you know up a little bit higher than where it was last year, whether that was because of injuries or anything else. There's a new manager at the helm. You got Skip yeah. Schumacher in here with you guys, obviously, a, you know, a bit of a younger voice coming in, first managerial experience. Have you gotten much of a chance to know Skip? Do you know Skip? What have you learned about Skip? Yeah. Uh, you know, what are your thoughts there? Yeah, I mean, um, I, I mean, I remember as a player, right? You know, well, you talk um, about pesky. You talk yeah, about the type of game yeah, you want to play. Exactly. It, I mean, you know, it, you know, I, I really like the the style of play that he had and the way that he played the game. And yeah, I have had a chance to talk to him a handful of times. Um, you know, came came down to our our hitting thing in January, I guess it was, and uh, met him in person there for the first time. So. Um, excited. I mean, I, I think everybody's excited, um, you know, to, to kind of play under him and, and uh, you know, see see the, the changes that are brought in. Um, man, like, I, you know, I don't know that there's a, a person on the team or organization that could say a, a bad thing about Don Mattingly and the, and the work right. that he did, uh, you know, for this organization. And, and you know, I, I consider myself thankful and lucky to, to have played, you know, on a team that he managed. Um, just talk about uh, just a true pro, like one of the best baseball people that I'll ever meet. And, mm. uh, you know, I, I'm, you know, I, I feel like I, I, I couldn't answer that question without at least at least saying something about Donnie. You I'm know? glad that um, you did. Yeah, yeah and, and I think I think everybody feels uh, very similarly. Um, and that being said, though, I, I think that we're all really excited for Skip and for the staff that he brought in as well. Had a chance to get a, to meet a lot of those guys also, and you know, spring training will be the time where right. you know we'll, we kind of see how things mesh and and really get to know each other. Yeah, it's certainly different than you know those situations where a manager's out and it's because there was bad sure. blood or animosity or anything like yeah. that. Everybody yeah. loves Donnie. Donnie yeah. was a, a great manager and, and people person, certainly being yeah. around everybody and a legend of the game. So, mm -hmm. you know, right. I know I'll, I'll certainly miss getting to like pick his brain before games, but looking forward to that with Skip as well. Yeah. Um, you know, you're over at shortstop. That's new for the Marlins. Luis Arias is going to be at second just about every day. That's new for the Marlins. Led the American League in hitting. 
Um, what do you know about his game, and what are you excited about having him in the lineup and having Gene Segura in the lineup as well? Yeah, I mean, Luis is he's just a, a tough at bat. I mean, he just he's in the zone. He puts the barrel of the bat on the ball. He shoots it to all sides of the field. I mean, he's just he's just solid. I mean, he's just every time he comes up in that lineup, you, you know, you can expect a, a good at bat and solid contact, and you know more than three times out of ten a base hit so um yeah and gene like you know you know playing against him um especially at third like you know i just feel like he's always liable to just hit the ball right down my throat over there (laughs) um you know and and uh i've always just felt like he's somebody like at any point in the game could impact the game um whether it's you know throwing a flare over the you know second baseman's head or you know hitting a 400 foot home run to left field i mean he's somebody that that just can swing a baseball bat and when he does he hits the ball so um yeah i'm excited for both of them to have them in the lineup and then you know also just get to know them on a personal level right. and see you know uh, you know her good things in terms of what they can bring to the, the clubhouse and the team and, the, and that's certainly important as well so uh, i'm looking forward to that opportunity to get to know those guys a little bit better in spring and, and getting the season started with them based off the way you're talking about this season and based off the conversation i just had with gene i think you guys are going to mesh really well i think yeah he i not i don't know if you've met much yet but yeah yeah it seems talked, like yeah. you guys have very similar uh goals for this team um we'll do a little rapid fire before we wrap up um favorite baseball sound oh it's got to be the no, I, most people probably say the crack of the bat, but I'm going to say uh, like the, the ball hitting the catcher's mitt. I like that. Stallings gave me a good one, which is uh, the sound of spikes on gravel. Okay. Which just brings you back to like, tra- yeah, you yeah. know, being in high school and going yep. to tournaments and stuff. Yep. Favorite baseball smell? Pine tar. Pine tar. Okay. <laughs> uh, we're going to end with a game of rock, paper, scissors. I've played yeah. rock, paper, scissors against everybody we've interviewed so far. We are four and four thus far okay. down the middle i'm trying to convince skip that if i go over 500 against you guys i gotta try out with the team so okay. we're gonna play what are the one rules? game one It'll two be, three shoot. yeah okay. one two three shoot ready what are you, so what are you gonna do what, what, what am i gonna do yeah. we'll see it'll be rock paper scissors shoot i'm gonna do paper okay 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 rock paper scissors shoot liar <laughs> rock paper scissors shoot Damn. All right. Rock beats scissors. Joey Wendell wins on the second try. Joey Wendell, thank you so much for joining me today. Thanks for having me. Thank you for listening to Bally Sports Florida's Miami Mic'd Up with me, Jeremy Taché. And a special thank you to our national sponsor in Southeast Toyota. Visit your local Toyota dealers or toyota.com today and take advantage of the amazing deals on their full line of vehicles. No matter your destination, Toyota goes with you. Toyota, let's go places.